0: my name is tim i won't tell you my last name none of us will ever tell you our last name except for jenna if i tell you my last name the yerks could find me yerks probably aren't real i'm reading a book that was written for middle schoolers Welcome to Minds at York. I'm Tim. My name is Alex.
1: I'm Megan.
2: Hey, everybody. Howdy. What's what's going on? Just another day in the neighborhood. Woohoo. How are you, Meg?
1: You ever see that clip of uh, 30 Rock where Liz Lemon's like, man, it's been a long week. And then Jack, who I can't remember who he's played by, goes, it's Tuesday Lemon. That's me today.
2: (laughs) Yeah. that's first full week back from holidays yeah yeah
1: Yeah. i'm very happy i took two weeks off essentially but man it has already been a few days of just like i took two weeks off you can fuck off for a little while longer (laughs) how are you tim we did not ask how are you
0: i'm fantastic
1: you want to try that again
0: no no (laughs) we're just gonna stick with that and and go uh, it's been, it's been busy times lately.
1: Did you bring us Tim questions?
0: I did bring Tim questions. Um, so, t- Tim building questions, sorry. I'm building questions. Tim building questions. Meg, I'm going to start with you. Okay. What pizza topping describes you best?
1: That's a really, really good question. I am going to go with a mushroom.
0: A mushroom. Why would you say a mushroom?
1: Because I am versatile <laughs> and can adapt to my uh, <laughs> surroundings fairly easily. <laughs> Such awesome. A bullshit answer, but there you go.
2: Also, if Meg says mushroom, I can't then say I'm also a mushroom because I'm a fun guy. No.
1: Thank God I blocked that shit.
2: <laughs> Which proves the real answer is cheese.
0: <laughs> All right, Alex, your Tim building question. Which D&D character type represents you best?
2: Now when you say character type, do you mean race, class, background?
0: I'm I'm going to let you pick. Um, I'll let you go with that.
2: Well, my, my favorite character I've played is a bugbear uh, samurai, I think, uh, who has canonically been made the god of puns in the campaign. Yeah, that's about right. And very can, much seems appropriate. At, will inflict psychic damage on anyone in hearing range whenever I make a pun. That sounds about right.
0: Yeah, that does. That seems very appropriate. That very much works. You've met Urkel. I have. I have indeed. All right. So uh, moving on from that, we read book number 35, The Proposal, this week. Really? Which I was... Let's
1: be honest. We read it today.
0: Yeah, that's true. I we read started it like yesterday. 15 minutes ago. It has been that kind of week. But I'm going to summarize it for you now. Marco's dad and Marco are playing video games. Dad's girlfriend calls. Marco sees a talk show talk about the sharing. He wants to go see Jake. He doesn't morph right and becomes an osprey lobster. He bikes to the gang and, of course, doesn't tell anyone. They follow the host of the talk show, William Roger Tennant. He has birds, so they break in as squirrels and are going to acquire and morph his pets. Marco gets bit by a bird. Marco acquires the bird and then poops on Tennant's desk. Tennant almost kills Marco, and then there is a fight. Marco morphs a fish gorilla and has to come clean about his problems. Marco goes home and catches dad making out with math teacher girlfriend. The gang plans to out Tenant as a yerk and lets Marco come. They morph roaches, and Marco screws up by becoming a spider skunk. Then Marco screws up by not delivering the salad the anamorph roaches got into for Tenant. It goes to a kid from Hansen. The gang morphs fleas and bite Tenant's head. He doesn't care. We've wasted our time. Cassie tries to help Marco. Marco is a jerk to his dad about remarrying. Marco becomes a dog and annoys Tennant regularly until it becomes time to annoy him publicly on the show. Marco screws up the morph and becomes a giant poodle, then works himself out, and Tennant almost kills him. Tennant loses a UPN deal and disappears. Marco is cool with his dad remarrying, and then they all go to the wedding. Then Marco's mom calls. Dun-dun. Yeah, which was like the only interesting part of this book to me.
2: (laughs) So just now after you... Spoke the word spider skunk. I wrote a song. <laughs> spider okay. skunk, spider skunk might spray you with some gunk or he might hide beneath the caterer's deep freeze. Look out, Marco's a spider skunk. That was amazing. And that just came to you now. It just came to me. It is time stamped 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't really enjoy this book.
1: No, I think the general consensus across the board is no bueno.
0: Now,
2: Tim. Yeah yeah uh we have read another book by this particular ghost writer would you care to guess which one i do not remember but
0: i thought the name looked familiar when i looked at it
2: just take a guess
0: um i'm i'm betting whatever other one we didn't like a lot you would be correct the extreme yeah. oh man was it really yes yeah oh my goodness oh that's so funny yeah yeah we picked apart that book pretty good too Yeah. I get,
1: honestly, at this point, I get the extreme, like, what actually happened confused with what we came up with. (laughs) It's like a bunch of polar bears snowboarding in my mind, (laughs) if I'm being honest.
2: Yeah, we accidentally wrote a Coke ad campaign. We did, (laughs) that? Coke owes us money.
0: But yeah, I I just, like, halfway through this book, I was like, we didn't, actually more than halfway through this book, I was like, we didn't do anything. this This is a book about a waste of
2: time here are the two things that i think are for me the problem with this book broadly speaking also this is just going to be an uncharacteristically negative episode let's just rip that one off yeah
1: but we're going to talk about why
2: yes one and i talked about this a little bit with meg it's really just marco's voice in a like not just in terms of narration but we don't get like dialogue with much of anyone else even where we do get it it's not a conversation it's just ignoring what other people are saying at him essentially right the other thing is the thing in this book that should have been the book is relegated to a page
1: yeah (laughs) texting alex and being like um i might have been wrong about what kind of proposal this is and because i knew marco's dad proposed to nora but the way this book was going i was like maybe it's not this book
0: that i honestly had that thought too that was none percent of this book
2: okay i'm starting to think we're talking about two different things uh, okay i'm talking about the page-long montage in which darko as euclid the vibe check poodle harasses Tennant for like four days straight
1: that was so much fun
2: that should have been the whole book and i agree pointless catering hijinks should have been yep we tried a couple of plans we're not gonna talk about them yeah yes <laughs> this this book should have been the inverse of itself. Less Marco, more poodle. There's a great,
1: great <laughs> line that I texted Alex where uh, Tobias goes, when they ask us after we win the war,
0: <laughs>
1: we're not going to mention this time. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're right. It's boring.
0: And we know that I'm a bit of a Marco apologist on this show.
2: Good luck today.
0: God, when he started talking to his dad and was just being super shitty to his dad, it's like, okay, so you have, like, I get it. Your mom is alive. We think. We think. Your dad has no clue of that, and she has been gone two years. Can you please stop being shitty to him? Okay. I got so frustrated at that moment.
1: Okay. Your parents are married. Yes. Alex, your parents are still married. Yes. Okay. Divorced child. Yes. Had a lot of sympathy from her.
2: Because, like,
1: okay. Okay. I agree, but... And I was younger when my parents remarried. It is hard. And I didn't want my parents to get back together. But it is hard. And it is when you're dealing with those hormones and everything. And like, yeah, he's shitty to his dad. I think this is the only place we can cut him slack here. Even if his mother was dead, he knew his mother was dead. I don't think that... I still think Marco would have been shitty. And I still think it is a valid way to process that emotion. Fun story. My, my dad... And stepmom uh, will celebrate their 25th not this year, but next year. And they're wanting to redo their wedding vows. And they're telling, they're explaining this to me. And they, you know, I was like, "Well, are you wanting to redo the whole thing? Are we wanting to like restage it?" And my dad goes, "No, I don't want Megan to raise her hand when they ask if anybody objects to this." Wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, just to k- kind of give you an idea of where I'm coming from, I didn't raise my hand. My sister Megan did. So,
0: I don't like I, I don't want to take anything away from any of that because I don't but
1: uh, marco's still a shitty dude but
0: yeah for for obvious reasons i might have read that more from the dad's perspective
1: as a divorced dad yes
0: yes yes um it just i guess that's the let it out that and were i a were i a son in that position i guess that's easy for me to say as a 39 year old person i would hope that i would not i would hope that the the happiness of my family would be my first answer now, granted when I'm a thirteen year old person, that's probably not the case, yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, like when my my mom and dad, my stepdad divorced and he started dating and introduced me to his stepmom i it was it was a completely different environment sure, sure. so yeah, that maturity was there. I love Kara. she's one of my favorite people, so
0: yeah um but that would that would definitely. But yeah, That's I, something that I hadn't thought about is is the, the filter that I was looking at it through. Yeah,
1: you're totally looking. And, and feel free to talk about that.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, that's all I got. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah.
1: Divorce moments.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Fun times. My only point of reference is talking recently about Veronica Mars's father dating her guidance counselor.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're not even talking about the fact that he is dating Marco's math teacher. Yeah. How 90s.
2: Which, okay. It's a very 90s trope. They would just switch him into someone else's class.
1: Not necessarily.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, I guess it depends on the size of the school, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. Sure, but for as far as we know, they go to public school in a relatively populated area. They've got enough math teachers they can do. You it. know what?
0: I'm just going to say that in my head canon, from now on they go to Neptune
2: Middle School. <sighs> That's fair. Geographically, I think that's that's within our predictions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, it probably is.
1: That is fair.
2: I there weren't a ton
0: of points that I really enjoyed in this book. And I hate to I hate to say that, but like if this were the first book that we had read, I would not be on this podcast.
2: <laughs> There's just a lot of poor planning here, like inexplicably unjustifiably poor planning. Yes. Yes. Like I'm sorry. These are 13 or 14-year-old kids. No one at this catered event bats an eye at them dressing up as busboys? It doesn't canonically fit with the rest of the
0: series, just how bungling they are here. Right. You know? And for Jake to say, uh, you hadn't been morphing right. (laughs) Whatever. Come on, let's go. None of it
2: fits. It's not like it's Jake doing the busboy bit. At least he's tall and...
1: Probably could pass for closer to 16
2: yeah like maybe maybe could pass for you know 16 18 whatever this is marco the short one and axe whose morph is made up of so many other kids who's like yeah like he's pretty that's gonna make him look young also they put axe on busboy duty
1: yeah no this book is not well plotted out
2: no
0: it's not um
1: I can tell you that the point of this book was that K.A. Applegate was getting so many questions about like, why don't they mix, um, morphs and mix creatures and everything? And it was kind of her response to that to show that you can't mix these morphs. They're not going to gel together well. They're not going to create a super beast. Yeah. And all it's going to do is kind of scare them, them. Um, it isn't done as well as I think it could be because. For several reasons, one, we've already had the alligator book, yeah, which could have probably been a better place to to do we that. reference here, yeah, um, and Marco's stressors don't quite make sense,
2: yeah, like there's never a it's not when he's under the heaviest duress or the most specific duress, it just feels random, and it's stress that's been with him.
0: I mean, not necessarily the dad getting remarried, but the whole situation is stuff that's been with him this whole book series. Yeah. yeah. Or at least the majority of it.
1: It's very clear that they haven't talked about the fact that he led his mother to his de- her death.
0: If, if I wrote a 90s book series, it would be
2: called Super Beast.
1: I'm fairly certain you've been beaten to that.
2: I don't know. I'm going to Google it now. If you okay. Google it, some bot somewhere will write it for you. Uh, um, they've already heard me say it. It's over.
1: Well, okay. I get... The concept of stress piling up, and if you don't address it, then it will cause you to eventually explode in a sense that, in this case, will lead to Marco having anxiety and morphine issues.
2: Spider skunk. Spider skunk.
1: However.
0: Super Beast is a Rob Zombie song.
1: Okay. Um, I don't think that buildup is portrayed well here. This would have made more sense if it was the beginning of his dad dating, and that He's stressing because his dad's dating and they're having to check the yerk pool to make sure she's not a yerk or his dad's proposed. And then that causes all that. But it falls between those two. So it gets a little weird as to what is causing that final impact of anxiety that is causing Marco to no longer be so cold and calculating and suddenly flummoxed.
0: I like to coach Jake, I guess. (laughs) Okay. When he just yelled at Marco, (laughs) he's like, just Marco, cope.
2: Okay, see, I was going to say, can we talk about the worst character moment in this book? <laughs> I'm glad Tim has already segued to it. Yeah, it was. he was totally football coach. Terrible in every conceivable way, yeah. Are you talking about when
1: he's like, when he's like telling Cassie to stop?
2: The whole, Cassie, yeah. I love you. Also, yeah. shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jake's going to say out loud he loves Cassie. To tell her to shut up and also tell Marco, hey, fucking cope, jackass. I, but there are, we know people that need to be yeah, dealt with that I way. I was about
1: to say, first of all, I mean, I really hope it's not the first time he said I love you to Cassie. Um, you know it is, they barely, they've kissed once. They've kissed several times, but it's usually like...
0: Off panel. It's, oh God, or we're still
1: like, alive. Yeah, it's, yeah, they're not having Felicity date. Um But I do agree with Jake being like, if you want Marco to snap out of it, it's not, hey, let's talk about our feelings. It's, yeah, hey, yeah. nut up or die.
0: Yeah, but there there are people who react to that.
2: I yeah. don't disagree that the solution for Marco is not talk therapy, because he is just a bundle of Oh, he needs therapy. Toxicity. I,
1: yeah, I, yeah.
2: But there is a better way to write that moment of Marco having... Because essentially what the moment boils down to is, hey, remember this thing your mom always said that you always say it's a choice? Which I don't think is particularly great advice always anyway,
1: from a mental health standpoint.
2: Well, again, it goes back to the individual.
1: The mental health isn't
0: a choice. Yeah. Sure. But I also don't know that that would apply in Marco's case.
2: Fair. Point being, like, that moment didn't have to be a, oh, shit, we've got seven pages left. How can I wrap this up? Jake, tell him to be quiet. Marco is quiet.
1: I agree that it is rushed, but I do also think that if anybody knows how to get Marco to calm down of the group, it's going to be Jake.
2: I don't disagree with that. I think the idea is right. The execution is flawed.
1: I I agree. I think it was very good on Cassie to go and try to talk to Marco because Marco does need to talk to someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And
0: in all fairness, there's probably a balance to it that, that Marco just simply isn't addressing. Like having Coach Jake and therapist Cassie... Uh, at some percentage, is probably good for him, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Is that so? Yeah. I don't know that that really would apply to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> some some people are just fine bottling up their emotions no and are, being okay with it.
1: <laughs> no one is fine bottling up their emotions. They will eventually explode.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I do think that if he had embraced the Cassie moment a little more, there would have probably been a little less need for, for Jake. Although I personally believe that having someone just bark at him at some point and tell him to straighten up because i don't know that it's a i i don't know that well i don't know how to best phrase that because i don't want to sound like i'm getting into some sort of mental health issues but it doesn't seem like it it's necessarily appropriate for marco it's 90
1: it is the 90s still sure the way we approach mental health and handling it is very different 20 years
0: later so But is it, is it in this case, and if I'm, you know, if I'm, you know, just completely wrong, y'all can tell me this, but is it in this case an issue of mental health or is it an issue of someone behaving in a non-healthy way?
1: I guess, what are you saying by mental health? Are you saying, do you think...
0: Like it was something that was, they were more in control of or something that they were less in control of?
1: There is a moment where Marco goes, life really sucks or something like that. Right. And... I, you know, do I think that Marco has some kind of mental illness? I don't, personally. I mean, they but all I, have
2: PTSD and some amount of anxiety at yes, this point.
1: Yes, but at this point, like, if Marco was a regular 13-year-old boy, is he dealing with anxiety? Is he dealing with depression? Probably not. He was coming out of, well, okay, if his mother was also still alive. He's scarred from that. But he definitely has PTSD, and he definitely has anxiety and they definitely don't have an adult that they can sit down and talk to to remind them that they're only thirteen and that everything's going to be okay because that's bullshit. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean that's a lie. They are fighting a war. Yes. So so you would
0: lean more towards that it's a like I guess Alex is saying you would lean more towards it's a it's a mental health issue, it's something that's a little less in his control?
1: Uh I am very much of the mindset that they should be talking to each other because i mean okay think about it this way marco okay rachel and tobias have each other they're going to chat it out they got that kind of relationship for the most part right Mm -hmm. and if he doesn't talk about it with rachel he's probably going to talk about it with Axe at this point cassie and jake have that non-verbal communication thing that calms them down whatever it's not something i'm ever going to (laughs) understand axe has his andalite ways and he has Tobias, and he gets to sit in marco's
2: lap sometimes
1: yeah i really enjoyed that scene (laughs) and
2: occasionally has vor moments with marco
1: fuck off (laughs) um but marco really truly doesn't have anyone he can lean on to be like today's a shit day and here's i
0: guess i guess that's sort of the point that i'm trying to the reason he doesn't have anybody to lean on is because he chooses not to have anybody to lean on
1: in part yeah in part, he is cold and calculating and distant. That doesn't always work. It rarely does. You should always have someone to lean on. Rather Whether sure. it be someone you pay to talk to or a friend.
0: Yeah, I guess that's my, my sort of getting back to the point of, like, him choosing to not have anybody to talk to about this. That's a decision that he's making.
2: Yes. And Especially when he turns Cassie away. Actively. Yes. Makes- yeah. Yes. Because
1: he doesn't feel that his problems so of that's his dad getting married about. on the scale of alien war rank that high but they do to him and
0: i i guess that's that's my point is it is it just a behavior that needs to be fixed more than anything else which is why i talk about you know jake sort of tightening him up whether it be you know the best way or not it was the way that impacted him
2: i think i think maybe for me the disconnect in that is in an isolated case you might be able to quote for lack of a better term snap marco out of it Mm-hmm. With the kind of drill sergeant coach thing, mm-hmm. that's a band-aid on a symptom. Sure. That's Agreed. not getting to any of the ongoing PTSD anxiety. That's not getting to 13 years of learned behavior that says, conceal, don't feel. Right. But uh, but
0: the thing is that it, it does, at least for that moment, stop the behavior. It's and a, that's, I guess, the...
2: It, it can be a short-term fix. Sure, yeah. sure. I think that's probably the best way to phrase it. Just, man, fuck Jake for being like, I love you, but shut up.
1: That I don't like. But you've got those, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, to me, that moment felt like when I'm in a tennis tournament and have played seven matches and I'm like, I'm fucking done. And I've got, you know, teammates that are like, it's okay, blah, blah, blah. And then my partner turns to me and goes, nah, dude, here's what we're going to do. And has that kind of line that... Mm-hmm clicks you back in that it's like okay that's right here's where we are it's usually some inside joke or something like that and and mm-hmm. what he says to marco doesn't bother me telling cassie to shut up that does I agree. Yeah.
2: like that's that's the thing in that moment that sours that whole yeah. exchange for me nothing jake could say after that is gonna play well to me that's fair mental note don't do coach thing to alex
0: no, no
1: don't tell alex to yeah. shut up
0: <laughs> also <Yeah>. also noted <laughs>
1: I told my mom to show up at dinner the other night. She, she goes, "Isn't that the feminist thing these days?" And I go, "Please shut up." And yeah. oh man, she was like, "Do not tell me to shut up." <laughs> I was
0: like, "Yeah, all right." Uh, that's that's I've noticed that many times too, because that's such a phrase to me. That's like it's such a goof when I say it most yeah, of the time. It's like, but some it's people triggering take it a lot of people. Yeah, so I, I try to avoid saying. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: think there's a legit generational thing there. Yeah. Uh, that might be true. That's true. Yeah, yeah.
0: damn boomers. <laughs>
2: Love you, mom.
0: fifty this month. Love you, mom. <laughs> All right. So, what else good did happen in this book? It did. Yeah. I am. No. Okay. You know what? So let me let me just tell you this. I was super into reading Visser, and then I got kind of off of reading Visser because I thought that it was going to be just stories about Visser three. I'm. One hundred percent, Beck. Super excited for reading Visser because it's more Marco's mom stuff. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm all about it. I really want to see where it goes, and I'm. I'm hoping. Well, we'll get into predictions later. Yeah, we'll get into predictions. I'm. I'm jumping the gun yeah. here. Let's. Uh,
2: let's circle back a little bit to the crux of this book, which is there is a TV like call-in radio psychiatrist. I just pictured Fraser Crane, honestly, whenever Everton was there.
1: I just picked up David Tennant it's all good.
2: I, I really went to Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil is probably honestly the best middle ground here. Um,
0: but I, I really, I read Tennant and I was like, huh, another Dr. Who. <laughs> or another Dr. Who reference, yeah. not Dr. Who. But
2: Hey, can we just, for the rest of this episode, talk about Dr. Who? <laughs> no,
1: we have to finish it and then we can quickly talk Dr. Who and then we can quickly talk cat.
2: Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> there is this local area TV psychologist who is like this animal loving, peaceful, chill dude who even Cassie's like if I didn't know what I know about this guy, I'd love him. <laughs> um who is Yurked? He is a controller and he tells someone who calls in because hey, She's lonely and you, whatever. Oh, you should join the sharing. It's a really welcoming group. So the plan to, the plan to keep this guy from growing his audience, or even I guess keeping a TV show, is to make him lose his cool in public, which in this, the year 20 fucking 20, seems like the most naive, optimistic, oh no, that wouldn't do any good, (laughs) plot ever
1: okay but hippie hippie dude loses cool on animals
2: I'm not saying that in the world in which I would rather we live it wouldn't work I'm saying this is 2020 if if Dr. Phil were videotaped skinning cats, Dr. Phil would then be given a show on Fox News about animal population control.
1: I think there's also a line about how we should call Fox in this book or how he needed to call Fox
2: there was and that was great
0: I think we uh, I think we can pretty much guarantee that that's not the case because we all saw Michael Vick's career. Michael yeah, Vick is right
2: off. now... No, Michael Vick is right now in a media, like, media-focused like media career rehab mode.
0: Yeah, because he spent seven years apologizing for what he's done. Yeah, I don't think and Dr. Phil would immediately get He something. has made made no shortage of apologizing to the city, to everybody, to the...
2: You're also missing Fun the fact. the distinguishing factor that Michael Vick is a person of color and therefore anything he does is immediately more criminal than anything a white person does.
1: Fun fact, my best friend's ex used to live in Michael Vick's house.
0: I don't think that society stands for animal cruelty.
2: I'm not saying society stands for, I'm saying society is more forgiving to people who are not people of color.
0: I, unless you're beating dogs. I, I don't, I think that might be like... Doing things. We
1: would need another example.
0: How many we puppies we died
2: would. during the filming of Air Bud Snow Buddies?
1: No fucking clue.
2: That was six. The that answer that was is movie. six. Six Society. dogs died filming that movie.
0: The the media coverage of one event versus the other event makes those not comparable items. Okay.
1: I'm going to skirt past this. And here's the thing okay. that I have to say before this turns into something more than it needs to be. <laughs> All of these yurks that are getting power are all fucking nuts. And I don't believe that that should be the case.
0: Tenant's Tennant, dead, right? We all agree on that?
1: I mean, he's alive in that head, but if you're talking about like now that his show's gone, yeah, he's probably gone. He's
0: dead.
2: At the end of the book? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. V- Vista 3 killed him, right?
2: I think it's more likely that he killed him than that Jake or Cassie killed Vista 3's twin brother. I
1: think it's likely that they probably just demoted him.
2: No, I think he's dead. Yeah. I, I
0: do think he but, is dead. But when we say that when when we say he's dead, he's dead human and yerk.
2: Yes. Yerk definitely yeah. human. I don't know if I agree. Humans too high profile visible an asset. He's too risky. Yeah, that's what I I think so Sure,
1: too. then you put him in a demoted yerk who has, you know, not been killed and is, you know, in a jail cell basically.
0: Maybe. But, but I I would tend to think.
1: But we've had Taylor. We got visitor 3. And then we got Tenet. That's a lot of crazy for so high up in this organization. Yes. It are doesn't human, make sense.
2: Are human brains toxic to Yerks? Possibly. Huh. Except Visitor 3's not in a human brain. No,
1: but Visor 3 can just be crazy.
2: But he was
0: though, wasn't he? Wasn't he in Chapman for a little while? He was
1: in Chapman for a little while.
0: Hmm. Hmm. I like this as a theory. That they're trying to overtake the race, but long term the race is terrible for them. It's possible. It's like Yerks cigarettes. <laughs> I like this.
1: Glad you like our theories.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's what my fan fiction going to be about. <laughs>
1: it's not the oatmeal that's getting them.
0: Nope. The oatmeal
2: just speeds up the process. There
1: you go. So yeah, I don't know. It's just weird that like... I don't know if it's a sign of the ghostwriting or what, but it's like every single one of these... They're not villains. Not all villains are crazy. Not all villains are manic. But we've got... This is now the third kind of manic villain.
2: Do you think... And this one's a bit of a stretch, so no is a perfectly reasonable response. But do you think that given the way that yerks are loosely, metaphorically tied to or based on Nazis or other fascist movements, and the way that those movements typically are portrayed, especially in the 80s and 90s, as a bunch of unhinged cuckoos, That that sort of has bled into the Yerk leadership?
1: No, I think it's more of bad leadership from Visor 3. And that there probably was an attempt to show that there is a different side that didn't come through with Visor 1's, you know, crew. Um,
2: Visor 3 just hires the crazies.
1: Well, when you've got Visor 3 as your leader, who can so quickly kill you for the littlest of things. Yeah. It would make everybody a little bit crazy.
2: Yeah, it true. does.
0: It and does seem like a a bit of a time period trope, though. It maybe like,
1: is, but I I've read Michael Grant's World War II book series, and well, I read the first book, and I just I I can't can't buy into that.
2: That's what, like I say, I may be wrong. I may easily be wrong.
0: I immediately go to the the villains from Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it's how on their face they were sort of cold and 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 yeah. cunning, but they were
2: very much power mad.
1: You guys may be right. I just, mine's coming from a different standpoint.
2: Sure. And if 2016 onward has taught us anything, it's the fascists are usually idiots. They're just corrupt enough to gain power.
1: Um, I do love the idea, though, of driving someone mental by having a poodle attack them on a regular
0: basis. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of those points in the book where it's like, he just so subtly acquired the dog to make it stop I was like well that's coming back again and that was <laughs> oh, is that your honestly check-off gun? yes that was honestly before I ever looked at the cover of the book <laughs> and then I was like oh well that should have been obvious even even before I caught it but it was like yeah that was that moment like oh that's coming back
1: that was your checkoff gun how cool
0: in fact I never looked at the inner cover that's uh, a little dog on a camera
2: all right I have answered the question I was going to ask which is do you think there are any parody Trump Twitter accounts from Visser 3? And the answer is shockingly no.
1: Well, if you want to start one.
2: Nope. Don't need that in my head. Okay, did y'all look at the inside cover with the poodle? Yes.
1: Uh, it's been Who? a minute, so yeah.
0: There are people that look like real people on the TV screens. Uh-huh. And I'm just wondering if we recognized any of
2: them. My bet is they're the artist's family photos.
0: Even the wizard up top?
2: Yes, especially the wizard. That's a self-portrait, actually.
1: <laughs> I bet you his cat somewhere in here, though.
2: Oh, yeah, we haven't been very good about cat watch, have we? Nah. Cue 20 minutes of silence while we look for cat. <laughs> I
1: mean,
2: yep, found it. Top row, uh, to the left of the wizard. Super blurry. That's a cat.
0: Sure is, isn't it? Sure is I've made the
2: Jellicle choice. Yeah. And you kinda, are correct, it is like a...
1: photos of his family. Oh.
2: <laughs> It was too early for Google image search. He had to pull them from somewhere.
1: It's also um, covers of other books he's done.
2: Ah, cool. Which I guess is where the wizard comes from.
1: I think that one's still debatable.
2: And maybe the, like, just above the back of that yellow chair, what looks like some sort of, like, Conan the Barbarian fantasy pose. Yeah. I like bottom left, which looks like someone giving a weather forecast in front of a space station.
1: I closed it because it's too bright for my eyes.
2: Sorry. I will move on. I want to talk more about Euclid, who hates- to move on to cats. Well, let's talk about dogs first, then we'll go on to cats. Okay. All right. Euclid clearly hates Marco. Yes. And at one point, Miss Robinette makes a statement. Oh, he can tell when you're upset.
1: Listen, as someone who has a dog who has peed on two of her ex's clothing, um, maybe Euclid just doesn't like Marco because Marco is not the greatest person.
2: I was going to say, I don't think it's that he can tell Marco is upset Because most dogs, if that's the case, chill out. This is clearly, unless, like I said earlier, this is Euclid the Vibe Check Poodle. (laughs) This is clearly like, duh, this dog just hates Marco because he knows what is up. Yeah. You know what I assumed?
0: I assumed it was the, you can change into other animals.
1: I do wonder if he's got a smell about him.
2: Yeah. I I, I don't know. That morphin stink?
1: Well, think about it. He was an animal prior, like, before walking in. Yeah, um, like some skunk. Ra- was this the skunk spider time?
0: Um, um, not the first. Actually, maybe I'm I thinking don't know
1: of now. like the when he comes in and they're making out on the couch.
0: Yeah,
2: that might have been spider skunk.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it was actually because it was such a colossal failure.
1: Yeah, so he probably smells like a bunch of different animals, and that is probably hella confusing. Stitch.
0: Dogs have some kind of sense where they can just sense all the animals in your DNA, or that's like hiding in your DNA. Well, I
1: assume, like, I don't know, their clothes probably smell a little bit like animals. I don't know.
2: Is Euclid a yerk? No. Yerklid? Thank that's you.
1: That's a good animal name. <laughs> no one would ever under- understand it. Do not name your kid that.
0: Oh no, I'm I was thinking about getting another dog just so I could name your the kid. dog Yark.
2: Wait, should does that also mean I shouldn't name my child Visser?
1: I mean if you want. If I feel like it's child. Yeah, roughly
2: on par with naming your kid Khaleesi. It's like naming your kid Captain, though. What if your kid becomes a
0: Visser one day? Then it's going to be Visser Visser. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> Captain Captain? It's like uh, there's, there's there was I read one of those where it was like, you know, people and positions of power who had the same name and there was like a couple of judges named Judge. Mm, doctor Doctor? Yeah, doctor Doctor. I'm good. That's a Dr. Pepper commercial, right? Doctor Doctor. Um Probably.
2: I know that there is a pilot script that John Hodgman wrote about his childhood in which he does reference his uh I believe the real name of his band director, Mr Doctor. <laughs>
1: there are weirder things. Are we done with this book? this part yeah Um, i'm
0: i'm ready to move on to Visser. i would start reading it right now if i could. yeah
1: it's just it's an unfortunate book that just not a lot happens it's not done well
2: hey how about the scene where uh takes a live electrical wire and starts cracking marco with it
1: yeah that was a lot
2: he goes all whiplash from iron man 2 yeah
1: i enjoyed the scene where marco and tobias bond over star trek
0: i did too yeah and they get interrupted, because that did sound like a cool Star Trek concept.
1: <laughs> Apparently Tim what, would have what been happens? bonding there, too.
0: Uh, yeah, I read that, and I was like, well, yeah, what does happen after the Federation?
2: <laughs> what was it about the, Fred- the Federation being, like, unlikely or improbable or a cop-out oh, no, or something? That. Too easy. Too easy. It was too easy. Yeah.
0: I don't know if I agree with that. I kind of like the idea of the federation.
2: A half poodle, half polar bear. Yeah, that, that was kind of funny. I was a poo bear.
1: I did enjoy that too. That was that was one of the few jokes that I think actually landed. I mean, I will say it straight. Like, I went home and looked at my books, and I do not own a copy of this book. So, at some point, I had given up by this book my first time around.
2: Do you think at any point it's going to be a problem that one hundred percent definitely Tennant talked about Andalites on TV?
1: Uh, that wasn't necessarily when they were live.
2: Nope. After it goes live, there is a case of him shouting about Andalites. Well, okay. Yep. Yeah. That's the other thing, is that he's sort
0: of batshit beating a dog right then. So it may just sound like ramblings, you know? True.
1: So, yeah. Andalite! So I would assume, like, he destroyed a light or wants a light to beat the dog with. Okay. This can go either way. Do we want to talk about the wedding? The really quick wedding? Uh, yeah.
2: I thought that yeah, was Yeah, is she quick. pregnant? Because they get married, like, two weeks after they get engaged.
1: I'm guessing second marriage for her as well.
2: Okay. Like a hobbit marriage?
1: Huh? Second marriage? It's not like second a hobbit. Marriage. It's not like a <laughs> hobbit breakfast.
2: I don't want to know in this context what a, a yeah. wedding <laughs> is. Um,
1: I mean, it's, it's when you're a Black Widow,
2: it's fine. It happens. <sighs> Fair. Alex's animal fact. Um, puffins, also known as earth porgs, <laughs> have been seen using tools for the first oh, time. Oh, man, this is
0: the second animal.
2: Well, it's more than the second animal. Yeah, but it's tools. like they're yes. rising up. It's the um, second animal fact. Research. Well, don't get too impressed, Tim. <laughs> It's not like they're, you know, breaking into banks. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Researchers watched puffins use sticks to... Anyone want to guess what puffins have used sticks to do?
1: Defend their honor.
2: No. Um.
0: Draw, draw football plays in the dirt.
2: More useful.
0: <laughs> More useful. Okay.
2: To scratch their backs and chests. Oh. That's I was going to
0: go with pole vaulting next. <laughs> Just like in the movie Tremors. Starring Fred Ward.
1: TMTMTM, my tremor. Yeah, you deep.
2: absolutely should. <laughs> um, scientists are starting to think that generally seabirds may be smarter than they once thought.
1: Most birds are smarter than we once thought.
2: This is not a particularly deep well. I just like puffins. Yeah.
1: Puffins are great. Puffins are so, porgs.
2: Look forward to someday porgs learning how to pick up and operate lightsabers.
1: Don't they do that already?
2: I'm sure. The ones Chewbacca doesn't roast.
1: The ones he doesn't have fly in the ship.
2: Yes. All right. So, moving on to predictions. No for technology?
0: No, there's nothing here. I don't, I <laughs> Tim don't is so care. excited about well, predictions. Yeah.
2: There's, one, there's one piece of technology that if any human in this book had, it would have gone different. An Instapot? And that is a brain. Yeah, yes.
0: An Instapot. Very
2: true. Tim, yeah. I need you to unpack that one. What did. Wait, hold on. <laughs> did you just get an instant pot for Christmas? No, I just wanted one and I didn't get one. Aww. Yeah. Aww. Somebody
0: said you can cook a roast in like, I like my in instant an, pot. Like yes, I want can, instant pot. Something,
2: something can, something, something should.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, they said uh, it also has an air fryer.
1: Uh, you can get one with an air fryer. Mine doesn't have an air fryer.
2: Like a pot roast would be fine. I wouldn't like roast a chicken. I'd still. Because it wouldn't burn. But like a pot roast, I think, would be fine.
1: I've done pot roast in mine. I've also done chicken in mine. I've done pork in mine.
2: No, pork would Oh be no, tea.
1: fuck you, I would not
2: cook a pork.
0: <laughs> oh no, canonically you've done a pork.
2: That's what <laughs> I heard. No, I like cooked up <laughs> chicken breast that I'm going to pull for like stew or soup yeah, or
1: whatever. I've done a lot of soups in mine.
2: But I wouldn't try to like roast a chicken in mine. No. Red-tailed hawk? Yes. A nice braised barbecue <laughs> red-tailed hawk lucky booth.
1: <laughs> I made a New Year's resolution to swear less. Laugh.
0: <laughs> and then you talk to us. Um. Okay. My predictions for Visser.
2: Um. Marco's mom. I'm we gonna say Marco's mom has got it going on.
1: Tim doesn't pay attention to Discord enough for that.
2: You know that I've been posting about uh parody Ronald McDonald Land characters, including grimace in comics in the Discord, right?
0: No, I saw that you had posted some i think the last thing i saw was the grimace adjacent stuff uh like that was the last comment that i okay, saw but i haven't had cool. a chance to read through it all yet Yeah. You know. um but yeah i i think that marco's mom making that phone call does not have a york in her i think that that's the what's going to happen in Visser is that we're going to see the return of marco's mom especially since marco's dad is married now
1: so you think this is going to pick up from marco's mom hangs up the phone and goes bored? okay
0: yes yes that's that's what i'm thinking
2: and it's certainly not a trap because she knows that her son and his friends are the anamorphs.
0: <sighs> I hope not. I hope that Marco's mom has just gotten rid of the yerk and she comes home. Yeah. Tim,
2: please don't let there <laughs> no. be dramatic tension. No.
0: Uh, that's what I'm hoping. Is that I don't know, maybe she's in a position where she can't come home because the Yurks know where she is or the Yurks are looking for her or something along those lines.
2: So what are all the other anamorphs doing in Visser?
0: Trying to help Marco's mom get back home or escape the Yerk somehow. Go somewhere safe. I don't know if home is necessarily safe, but trying to, to get to a position where she can get away. It has to be a team effort.
2: And you don't think it's like the secret
0: history of... See, now that was what I had originally thought, but then the last line of this makes me think that it's a continuation of the story. I thought it was... I, I had made my comment about it being uh, like an anthology thing about Visser. Like...
1: Getting the humans becoming... How humans became controllers.
0: Yeah, but focusing more on viscer 1. Yeah. And and viscer 1's travels. That was my original thought, but I've been swayed by the end of this book.
2: But what about the fact that there's an Andalite on the cover? Oh, I actually know the reason why. Well, yeah, but Tim doesn't, and that's the point.
0: No, I, I actually honestly have no idea, because I had assumed it was Visser 3 when I saw the cover. I don't know. Unless... Visor One used to be an Andalite, and morphed a Yurk, and became a Nothlet, and then led the Yurks. Which is a long way to get around. Yeah. Oh well. Is it going to spoil anything if you do? Okay. Yeah. Tell me why.
1: No. It's it's actually more of a mistake, like okay. an in-house mistake. Uh, Visor originally was going to be more about Visor Three, and then as Ka Applegate was writing, she realized she wanted to tell the story more of Visor One, but the cover was already picked <laughs> and everything.
0: Interesting. So that cover has nothing to do with the book, probably. Yeah.
1: Okay. No, I don't think it's going to have much to do with the book at all. That being said, a book called Visor—would you want a Hispanic woman, or would you want an Andalite, or would you want a Yerk?
0: Uh, I'm all about Marco's mom. Yeah. Like I, I she she's one of the more interesting characters to me.
1: That's cool. Tim thinks she's got it going on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I w- I wouldn't complain about that. I'm sure it'd be a good book either way, especially if it's written by Applegate too. Yeah uh and chronicles was very good
1: yeah we don't know much about her and it is and you know you want a continuation i kind of want to see if we find out what got her to become a york
2: did, y- did y'all have anything you want to promote usual for me rob thomas no not that one rob Cast, and panelology yeah everybody should go check out
0: the tunnels podcast i have a tiny little part and a tiny little episode um of- It's the homecoming episode, and it was a whole lot of fun to do, and I hope to do more, so everybody should go listen to it and, like, leave reviews about how great Guard 1 is. (laughs) He gets punched. Yeah. It was a whole lot of fun. Tim got
1: punched. We're looking at this massive (laughs) bruise right now.
0: I I hope I get to go back and do more. It was fun.
1: (laughs) Oh, let's go ahead and add in... um... And officially the first i think nine books it may be the only the first six are available officially as audiobooks check your libraries check audible check libro um dot fm um to see if, if you are interested in reading the first six or nine i can't remember how many there are uh as audiobooks they're officially out
0: do they have different readers for the different yeah oh cool that that'd be fun that'd be fun to check one of those out even though i've already yeah read definitely them. We'd like to thank Christina Red Sphinx for our show art. If you're interested in getting some cool art, email c.spinx.animator at gmail.com or visit Chaos Does Art on Instagram. Peep our social media. At Minds at York on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to send us questions, comments, or love letters, you can email us at Minds at york at gmail.com. Website is Minds at dot com. Spell Yerk Y-E-E-R-K. If you like us and want to help us out, rate, review us on Apple Podcasts. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. Let us know if we
2: aren't on your podcatcher of choice. Somebody say when. Maybe the problem you're having with your dad is bothering you more than you think, Cassie suggested. Dun dun dun. Very good. Alright, I've been Tim. My name was Alex.
1: And I'm Megan.
0: (laughs) And until then, we talk about cats.
2: Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats, Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats, oh, Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats, stops, Jellicle songs um, for Jellicle so cats.
0: So my, my wonderful friends here, who are the most musical theater people that I know, because I don't really know a lot of <laughs> musical theater people, they made me go see Cats the that's movie. I'm a... sorry.
1: Why did we tell you you were going? That, that's
0: how it went. You told me that I was going. I don't remember because you
1: made me read a bad book from the '80s, so it was making me see a bad right. musical from you the know '80s. What?
0: Oh, I forgot that was supposed to be your Tim building question. <laughs> your Tim building question was going to be what was your favorite 1985 Carl Sagan novel? <laughs>
1: Fuck
0: you. Uh, oh, I forgot all about that. uh, but you know what? That movie. Uh, I'm just going to sum it up. It was bad. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on, but it was a ton of fun to go.
2: Now, Tim, I want to. I want to spend a little time talking about. Your theory immediately posts. I should have recorded us. Which <laughs> was that these cats existed in a a post apocalyptic world. So I would like to hear the case for what within the the narrative, the text, the world building. Um, do you think argues in favor that this is some post apocalyptic world? There was not a human to be seen except the one at the very beginning of the movie. The, throughout
1: the cat
0: bag. Oh, there was a human in the movie. Oh, my whole theory has been destroyed. It's the last human, just, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, he's the last human. <laughs> and he's at war with this one cat. Victoria. Yeah.
1: Who is thirsty <laughs> for any cat that comes in front of her.
0: Yeah, this is I had forgotten choice. that we did see a human and we did see like, a one. Might,
2: one <laughs> might argue Victoria is almost as thirsty for all other cats as <laughs> Judy Dinch and Ian McKellen are for each other. <laughs>
0: Or Judy Dench is yes. for me, based on the icon that she gave me <laughs> at the end of that movie. Me, me, and Judy Dench had a straight up moment. Tim,
2: I've been unpacking the moment we individually had together with <laughs> Judy Dench, and I think in the in the world and narrative of Cats, it makes perfect sense. As immediately you are subsumed by this world, and in fact. Old Deuteronomy must give you permission to return to the real world. A cat is not a dog is really a diss track.
0: <laughs> Saying, I'm-
2: yo, Tim, yo, Alex, you're not cats. Get out.
0: It was several times towards the end of the movie when i i just blatantly had to ask what the hell is going on i uh
1: had one favorite part before that but i will say that <laughs> tim and i discussed in the car afterwards and the only thing that would have made this so much better this last five minutes is that in true cat fashion jame judy did Den- judy dench had stood up and turned around and looked at her tail <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: and just been like here's my butthole because if you have never been around a cat, cats are very much like.
2: Look at my butthole.
1: Do you want to see my butthole? No, I do not. <laughs> also, some kind of teleportation anyways. magic. Yeah, that that was a thing.
2: We had a
0: a conversation about Mr. Mistopheles. Yeah, he is and how, not
1: the demon. That yeah, we both thought he was with. the
0: devil because we both thought it was Mr. Mistopheles. <laughs> yeah, and as I googled it, I realized it's yeah, spelled differently. He is differently.
1: not the demon that gives you ten years and whatever your dream is
0: that the whole time anybody had any time i'd ever heard that reference that is all that i'd heard though and i was like why is there a demon cat i
1: did <laughs> enjoy Tim jumping 10 feet in the air when <laughs> rebel
2: wilson opens this door and there
0: They're are the mice craziest
2: thing i've ever seen in a faces. movie and then she removes her <laughs> own so skin horrifying. twice <laughs> Which means yes! at the top of the film, Twice. she is cat <laughs> yes. fur dress, cat fur dress, cat fur. That's the only way in which yes. Rebel Wilson's performance has layers.
0: Oh, it was so off-putting.
1: Yeah, they need to take Rebel Wilson and uh, what the other dude out of a couple of dudes. Just like put him on the shelf for a little while. It's okay. The guy who has a James Gordon? E-
0: yeah. That one. I don't know. I I. This movie was fun. Not because it was good in any way, but it was only fun because of the people that I went with.
1: No, it is a horny cat movie. I'm sorry.
2: The appeal of this movie is that while you are consuming it, it becomes impossible to engage with the real world in any substantive way, and therefore it is two hours of release from reality. It is licensed to dissociate.
1: Yeah, that is a good reason to go see it.
0: Have you ever watched things that dissociated too much for you though? But you know what I'm saying, like it's it's so far out sober. there and there are such confusing <laughs> things going on that it doesn't cause you to 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 leave your world? And that was cats for me. And it was only made worse when you told me what the movie yeah. was actually about because <laughs> I didn't get it when I watched the movie. Yeah,
1: I will say if you have seen the stage show, the movie makes more sense.
2: I would hope to God that's true. Now, hang on. Rephrase that real quick, because that could mean the movie makes sense only if you've seen the stage version, or it could be the movie is more coherent then.
1: No. If you have seen the stage show, you understand that it doesn't make any fucking sense.
0: (laughs) The movie does.
1: Make about 10% more than
2: Some cats wear shoes and some cats don't. Some cats wear clothes. Some cats wear the pelts of other cats.
1: Also cats are not dogs, and put neither of them in a hot air balloon.
2: Yes, Yeah, that was the weirdest part when
0: I remember well, that cats song are not dogs. A cat. Wh- but we were all too okay. busy
1: being stared <laughs> okay. into our souls yeah. to absorb what really the rest gets, the song. What really gets <laughs> me is
2: not the first time Judy Dench weighs you against the cosmic, on the cosmic scale of the universe. <laughs> it's like, this This has taken a turn, and Judy Dench won't stop staring at me. It's when they sing a chorus and then it cuts back to her double checking. That is the point at which I began inappropriately cackling I in the theater. Tell the if <laughs> Victoria
1: was now Mister <laughs> Mustafli's cat or Dame Do- Dame Judy Dench's cat. By the
2: end, she she joins the the. I started to say cult. <laughs> then I started to say coven. The club. She, she becomes, becomes a jellicle. The the gang. She joins the cat <laughs> gang, and I think. She is both of their cats because Judy Dinch runs the gang, but also clearly she and and, and Mr. Uh, the- Mr. Mistopheles are gonna fuck.
1: So not the Railroad Cat.
2: No. <laughs> okay, can we
0: talk about the Railroad Cat? Can we talk about Henry Cavill's mustache that is the Railroad Cat? That was the most, like, can you at least make the face look like it's on the Railroad Cat while the Railroad Cat is dancing?
2: But... But, 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 we must acknowledge what we saw was the edited cut. And in the original version, Skimbleshanks shot first.
0: I want a Skimbleshanks shot first t-shirt. That's what I want. Yeah. I need this in my life. Your birthday's next <laughs> month, Alex. There you go. That's, your, that's a birthday present for him. Done. And I wanted to say on the back, Jellicle AF, because that's me. I'm totally Jellicle. Skimble once i figured out what Jellico was alex kept singing this song Jellico cats okay. Jellico <laughs> cats before we were going in and i was like what is he saying jello cats i don't understand what this is and then they said it and i was like nope still don't know what it my is my new
1: favorite thing about this movie is that i am in a group that is for women and non-binary uh people and the number of partners male partners who have gone to see this movie who can't stop laughing at the music can't stop singing or cannot stop talking about this movie is like my new favorite thing because it's not the it's not the the women slash slash non-binary it is these men who are cackling in bed and watching videos
2: see this is I think the true appeal of this film is it frees you from your mortal (laughs) burdens like a cat who has to borrow Meg's explanation of what the movie is American idled their way to the sweet release of death.
1: Not my words; those words belong to El Ricardi. Thank you, El.
0: Yeah, it is very good. This is, very, is very good. good. I, I, I'm pretty sure I had like a mind explosion after I watched the movie. And of course, the first question is, what the hell did I just watch? And then Meg summed up what the movie was about, uh, pretty much. And I was, was like, wait, the movie American was Idol wait, suicidal wait what happened? It just it. It made it so there were so many more questions after the explanation.
1: (laughs) Tim didn't believe the explanation, and then when we asked him which song was not from the original, because there's
2: a new song in this film composed by one Taylor Swift (laughs) Elliot. Clearly, what the TS and TS Elliot stands for. I'm such an idiot. I really
0: thought that that was Taylor Swift's real name. (laughs) That's Taylor Swift (laughs) Elliot.
2: (laughs) <laughs> see totally divorced from reality i can say anything in the context of cats and it becomes true um tim your cult has not succeeded yet i'm building a new cult around cats it's the jellicle cult we'll have jellicle songs for jellicle cults um but we asked i asked tim can you guess which song was added for the movie tim which song was your called? guess it's memories memory yeah that was memory is actually a different song
0: yeah yes Um, what was
2: your reasoning for this do you remember um
0: no i don't it was
2: next time it was because you had heard it before and there's no way that you had heard anything (laughs) actually from this musical before which turned out to be incorrect
0: (laughs) shockingly enough i said something (laughs) that was
2: wrong it turned out to be not the song it turned out to be the song that did not sound like it was written yeah. as poetry.
0: Yeah, it turns out that the song I thought was not written for the play was the most songest most famous song from it's the most songest song. It is from the most, the most play. It's the most famous song from the play. <laughs> yeah, it is the
1: most <laughs> some
2: people started songing <laughs> it not
0: knowing what it was. I'm sure I dropped an F bomb in the middle of that movie at some point. Oh though. honey,
1: you dropped a few, it's okay. And then you also nabbed a little bit, it was fine
0: i did fall asleep during the movie that's also true
2: what part of this movie did you sleep through tim
1: according to you it was i fell asleep jane dame, du- dame judy Dent was not on screen i opened my eyes she was
2: okay <laughs> so it was probably somewhere around uh uh mungo jerry and rumple teaser
0: Yes, there you go. That's what it was. Yes. It wasn't Railroad Cat. It was Dame Judy Dench.
2: Somewhere between them and Old Deuteronomy.
1: He probably did not hear the original song.
2: By the way, according to BuzzFeed, I am Old Deuteronomy.
1: We are all.
2: I am also Old Deuteronomy. I also took, I did not share this one in the Discord because it required a lot of musical theater knowledge, but Playbill.com had a witch jellical cat quiz. I also got Old Deuteronomy on that
0: one. <laughs> it's meant to be. I've been
2: sorted into the Jellicle house.
1: Well, you can sing for a new life at the next Jellicle Bowl.
2: And for the record, I have to remind everyone how much Vister 3 loves cats. This would be his favorite movie.
1: 100%.
2: Somewhere on a dome, or on a, not a dome ship, on a blade ship, Vister 3 (laughs) is making all of his sub-Visters sit down and watch cats with him. The
0: unedited version, you mean? Yes. (laughs) Yes.
2: Yes, the version in which Skimble Shanks shot first.
0: Oh my goodness, nobody's going to get that shirt, and I'm going to love it. I would wear that shirt to Dragon <laughs> Con.
2: You should. I under guarantee you, people at Dragon Con will get that <laughs> fucking shirt.
1: <laughs> under?
2: Do you know how many furries there are?
1: Under your denim outfit.
2: Oh, yeah, my, my <laughs> denim lantern outfit. Oh, we're going to have to get about. you two. We're going to have to get you a normal one that you can wear, you have on to wear standard on regular occasions. <laughs> And we're going to actually get one that's like embroidered on denim. <laughs>
1: Please get suspenders.
2: I'm no. going to get denim suspenders. I
1: don't care if yeah. it is. Get I don't even know if that's a red thing. Red suspenders <laughs> and a okay. train hat.
2: Do we think there will be cats cosplayers Fuck at yes. cons yes, this year? Yes. Yes, yes, there are absolutely. There will absolutely. certainly be there skimble shanks. There will
1: be Shinkses. plenty of crossovers too.
2: Skimble shanks is a whole ass look.
1: Yeah. And then there is that picture of his ass.
2: Is it a whole ass look or a whole ass Both. look? Both. Have you been on Sorry? Twitter? <laughs> Meg
0: retweeted <laughs> yeah. it.
1: Megan didn't understand until she oh. saw that tweet. Hey, to be fair, it's been days. I'm going to look right now. I'll find it for you.
2: Mm-hmm. I haven't so been Tim, on I need an honest answer to this yeah. question. Because I know the honest answer to this question. Would you watch Cats again? Uh, depends on who I went with.
1: If you went with Alex and me again.
2: That's,
0: yeah, absolutely. Like
2: Days in the Future, will you own the Blu-ray or some version no. of this that you can watch? I tell you at what, will. we will make it. An annual. No, I'm not lying.
0: Am I lying? Are you lying, Cat? Now you're lying. We will make it yes. an annual thing.
1: We will get dressed up next okay. year. We will watch it at someone's house, and it should. If
0: next. if every year, once a year, the three of us go and we watch Cats, I will own a copy of Cats. But under no other circumstances will okay, I own Cats. Cool. Annual Cats yes.
2: viewing. This is this is. Our death <laughs> pact.
0: Yes. Every year, regardless, if one of us has to travel thousands of miles, we will do this. Again. 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 Yeah, that's true. That's Let's true. Not I kind of meant like, from, like, Europe. But, like, <laughs> I didn't...
2: Yeah. Meg did travel thousands <laughs> of miles true. to and see that cats. sounds
0: so much like, what do you have going on that you I traveled have, a thousand things? miles to see cats?
1: I have... A great deal of spite <laughs> for a book called Contact. <laughs> and a great deal of love for revenge.
2: Now, Meg, there's a theater to you, you said showing the unedited yeah. version.
1: If it's still showing it next week, you, I'm I'll probably When go. you say
0: the unedited version, it sounds like the oh, adult it, version. It the adult version. It, that, <laughs> this is the one with Judy Ditch's
2: butthole.
1: If you will like, I will uh, video chat you in.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I do not care what cut of Star Wars I watch. I don't care if it's the Mikoski or whatever cut. I don't care if Han shoots first, if Greedo shoots first. If they shoot at the same time, I don't care if Han walks through Jabba, steps on him, but I need the fucking original cut <laughs> of cats. That's so what you're asking for right now is the Snyder cut of cats. No, the no. one that
1: actually was released. No.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm asking for the I'm asking for the theatrical cut, not gotcha. the revised cut. I gotcha. They'll there's never a, release there it is, unless a bootleg
1: copy uh, somewhere uh, on the fucking internet. Um, Don't even start.
2: Also, they released it in theaters. Odds are good that they'll be like, "Ah, yeah, fuck it, just put <laughs> this one on the Blu-ray disc.
1: They know what they have. I'm just saying they know how to make you money. have to get that that uh,
0: that hashtag going or that petition going for them to release the original version of Cats.
2: The trick is you buy the region 2 <laughs> version of the Blu-ray. <laughs>
1: Yep. I think all right.
2: We'd... I think that's all I have to say about cats. We spent almost as long yeah. on cats as we we spent as long on cats as we spent on the text of this book. It's
1: because it was a bad
2: book. Yeah, but a good movie. Considering
1: that yeah, I well, also at least saw we had fun in movie. That Week. I, no, I'm sorry. It's not a good movie. It was a good
2: time. Yes. There's one more With thing we need people. to talk about in this movie. What's that? And that is one of the trailers we saw that this movie made me forget about until I read about it later. Has either of you given a second thought to the fact that we saw a trailer for a Dr. Doolittle movie with fucking dragons in it?
1: It's on all the fucking time. I thought you were going to go with the Peter Rabbit movie.
2: No, this was the first time I'd seen the Dr. Doolittle Alex was
0: great. He's like, there's a sequel to Peter Rabbit? I didn't know there was a first Peter Rabbit. It's true.
2: To my knowledge, it's the first time they've released Uh, a sequel to a movie that never was released. <laughs> no, that would be Star Wars Episode Four. Yeah, strike that. True. Yeah, I was about to true. say
1: that's that's a bad. Yeah, yep. Peter Rabbit also came out in 2018.
0: Um, and no, I did not pay attention to Doctor Doolittle's
2: trailer is, has not really done a lot. My of point attention. is this: all, all the time, so. this was a movie so wild that it made me forget that Doctor Doolittle now talks <laughs> to dragons.
1: That's very true. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Doctor Doolittle and Dragons is hella weird, but. I wonder it's if they not. got
2: Benedict Cumberbatch to voice the dragon.
1: I was going to say, I feel like Tom Holland's already in this movie. Let's see who does the dragon.
2: Well, to be another well, one that
1: doesn't make as much money because this is not.
2: Whenever was there ever a cat so clever as Magic Golden termist,
1: John Cena plays something called Yoshi, like Yoshi! from Mario no for doula i know that's what
0: i'm saying These little mario i Dining guess star. he can also talk
2: to yoshis
1: <laughs> i do not know who plays the dragon not part of this movie.
0: sean connery
2: i would love if sean connery came out of retirement just to play a dragon
0: again again, again?
2: what other dragon has sean connery yes
0: played? Oh, you're gonna make me look this up
2: i am what is
0: the name of that movie? It wasn't a dragon's dragon tail, dragon. was it? No, it wasn't. Also
1: proving that I am a better Google. Dragon movie. Heart.
0: That's what it was. Yep. Yeah. You but I know more stuff because at least stuff. I knew Sean Connery was a dragon. <laughs> Did you know Sean Connery was a dragon? No. One nothing. But you didn't know what
1: movie, so it doesn't count.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just saying. Yeah. Have a nice night, everybody.
2: Duck. Dog squirrel with attitude bingal titer giraffe fox linus dragon is voiced by Frances de la Tour madame maxine in harry potter and the goblet of fire revered stage actress